in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. We've got to interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome back to the Weekly Cut Podcast, the place where two massive geeks bring you the latest news and reviews in TV and film. Check us out at Weekly Cut on Twitter, that's our home. And if you want to be a a good man, a good woman, uh, a good non-binary person, could be anything these days, uh, then please go and leave us a review on your podcast platform. It massively helps and I will... Was it Notting Hill, the film where he does the boombox? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah. And choice of your song, just DM me, bro. I'll be the boombox. You'll be the boombox. Yeah. Well, I pick you up yeah, as I you just, sing. I'll just sing. <laughs> I'm not sure I can lift you, actually. Big guy. Big not boy. in that way. Anyway, uh, today, actually, I'm going to mention the fact we are drinking a red wine because we think we're that special. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing to do with Henry Cavill. We're very excited here. We usually have a beer, but um, I had a red wine while cooking bolognese today. That's it. And I've gone for a I'm going to have a little drop of it again now. It's a, It's smooth. It's a smooth glass. Like myself. <laughs> right. On the agenda. Actually, before that, Connor T's here. He's also drinking red wine because he thinks he's special. Uh, how are you, Con? I'm all right. It's been a challenge to record this this week. It's a big ep and I've been busy, busy, busy. In fairness, one of the biggest news pieces probably of the year did come out last night. Yeah. So it's sort of actually saving grace for you, which we're going to talk about anyway. So uh, on the agenda for this one is Black Adam... Uh, hit our theatres on Friday. I gave it a watch. I'm, we're, Connor's going to ask some questions to me. We're going to have a little chat about that. We've got House of the Dragon finale. We both watched it. Yeah. The climax of this epic series. DC dropped news bombs after news bombs with Henry Cavill back as Superman. He announced it himself. Adam Driver, rumoured to appear, uh, be cast in Fantastic Four. We've got trailers for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Creed Free. Very Jonathan Majors heavy. Yeah. And he's a bloody good man. Uh, and I might as well just stop there because there's so much to get into. Uh, let's do with the news, news, news. News, 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 Okay, so I mentioned off air, Connor. It's been a boxing match between Marvel and DC of the likes we've not seen in yeah. a long, long time. So it's good, right? Uh, yeah, it, it needed it. It needed it, competition. Rush. So this week, as I said, Marvel and DC... I've almost felt like they've been taking swings at each other with the timing of some of the announcements and trailers that dropped. But firstly, I want to talk about a rumour that's been dominating the Fantastic Four casting. It's Mr. Adam Driver has reportedly met with Marvel Studios about a role for the Fantastic Four 2024 movie. Uh, the rumours are Reed Richards or Doctor Doom. I'd like, before you get, while you gather your thoughts, yeah. I'd like to say I am a massive fan of of Mr. Adam Driver. I think he's phenomenal in everything. Yeah. So, yes to yes to anything and everything with him in. Uh, Connor, what do you think? He's a fantastic actor. I don't know what director it was. It might have been Scorsese. Uh, oh, I can't remember who it was. It was Scorsese. Was I know what you're going to say. He's the yeah. best actor yeah, of, of his this generation, generation at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put him right. I'll make him right. I think he's really good. As for this role, I like him as a villain. Okay. So, Doctor Doom for me. Right. Fair enough. I think I agree. I I think he can do both. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I quite like the comparison to Kylo Ren because it's similar, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. They're, yeah. they're powerful beings um, and they both have a metallic voice due to a mask. Yeah. Um, they've both got a horrible past or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I, did you like him as Kylo Ren? I did like him as you Kylo Ren. You did like him, yeah. yeah really. I thought he was one of the best things out of the new trilogy, in fairness. And... Um, uh, and um... 
John Boyega. <laughs> John Boyega. Good old John yeah, Boyega. Good John. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just think that's brilliant. I'd take him in anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not much more to say on that, but yes. Yes. Okay, we click out of saying yes. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, Marvel then took their first big swing. On Monday, they released... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, the official trailer. Uh, we're going to get into, first things first, it's Jonathan Majors himself. We last saw him in Loki as He Who Remains. Yep. He's now in the MCU as Kang the Conqueror, the next big bad. Yeah. I want to know what you think of his suit, what you think of Jonathan Majors in the role, what you think as Kang, what do you think? I think Kang's character is going to be really cool. Okay. Jonathan Majors is a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He just seems so suave. I didn't look at him. He just seems so suave. Mm-hmm. And like Harry delivering his lines, he's just, I think he's going to be a really it cool feels, character. It feels effortless, like as if you're nothing to me, Ant-Man. Yeah. Or like I'll swat you away, which we did see sort of leaked from the, was it CinemaCon, wasn't it? Trailers. Do you oh, remember yeah. they said, have I killed you before? When he yeah. said, when um, Paul Rudd's, uh, Ant-Man said he's uh, an Avenger. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I um, think it'll be like a Thanos, where you, you love the character, but obviously you hate him because they're just so good and so evil. Yeah, you almost... You can't root for him. Yeah. But... You want to. <laughs> you want to, really. But you want to. Uh, yeah, it's... it's Like I say, this is probably their... Would you say it's, this is their next big thing, right? Because this is setting up Loki, I would assume, season two, because that yeah. ended with Kang being sort of the final piece. Um, and then this is setting up Kang Dynasty with the next Avengers movie, and then you would assume Kang's about in Secret Wars as well because be. he's going to win, right? In, in yeah. Kang Dynasty, he cannot lose. No, surely, he can't. come no. on. I think he's going to win in this as well. I think he's going to beat Ant Man, which is nothing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just think this is such a big movie that he will solidify himself as that next big bad. Oh, Oh, one hundred. So, what what about the? Um, did you see the Spy Kids comparisons? <laughs> that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. I look for. I liked the trailer. Um, there were some shots which Marvel Phase Four has, and obviously this is Phase Five has been a little bit VFX hit and miss. Yeah, there were some shots that were a bit funny, but yeah, there's some comparisons online that <laughs> looks like Spy Kids, and it really does. Uh, so Spy Kids is the blueprint. Um, but yeah, this releases in February 17, 2023. Uh, is there anything else you liked on the trailer? There's one thing I didn't like. Mm. Uh, it was very colourful. Very colourful. Very, And it, it, the action was quite cool in it, I think. But I'm not sure, maybe because I've seen the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer and I've spoiled myself and now I've got this. It just seems like a completely different tone. Yeah. So I I'm not sure. And I, I like the fact they've, brought the tone up a bit from the other Ant-Man movies because I was that was my first worry when this was broke that Kang was going to be the villain in Ant-Man and Free um, Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. I was like, no. Yeah. That doesn't fit at all. They've done well to make it fit. We'll see whether it works in the movie. Um but yeah, I I didn't like that it was another mistake. Basically it was um is it Cassie his daughter? Yeah. makes a mini satellite for some reason so they can navigate the quantum realm. She knocked that up. Yeah, she knocked that up. She's yeah, another smart kid. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're everywhere in the MCU. Um, yeah, she knocked up a mini satellite that could send signals to the a quantum realm, um, which then Michelle Pfeiffer's character—I can't remember her name now—the the, the, sort of the, the Hank Pym's wife, Michelle, yeah. uh, the, the original Wasp. She's like, <gasps> don't send signals. Basically, she is fully aware of Kang. Yeah, it looks like. Maybe say something. Yeah, maybe, maybe speak up. Yeah, mention something. Over dinner. Yeah, just say, by the way, <laughs> let's not go there again. When I was in the quantum realm, I met this fella. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just think that, and then they all get sucked in. 
Yeah. It's like, a bit like um, Age of Ultron. It was a Tony's fault. It's, it's, it's a trope within the MCU that does that. But but nevertheless, this does look good. Um, mm. Can't wait for it. It seems to be... Do you know about Kang's timeshare? No. You might have seen pictures of it. He's That's his like conquering weapon and that helps him navigate the time basically oh, okay um and there's a cool rumor um well the the leak is that that's what the film's about it's scott lang's character ant-man trying to um get that chair for get him chair, yeah. or he kills cassie he gets cassie basically um and you know the ten rings shang chi yeah and the bangles from miss marvel oh yeah people are saying that these are all things that he requires for his chair uh, okay that, that's a cool little that would be quite cool yeah, if it yeah. interlinks stuff but um yeah not much more to say on that ant-man trailer Have you got anything no nothing okay then got <laughs> okay straight on uh, from the ant-man trailer dc within about an hour yeah connor an hour they threw back a punch filled with a red cape it was henry cavill himself an official announcement uh, don't even bother listening to me say it. We've got a little clip from the Henry Cavill horse's mouth himself. I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. And the image you see on this post and what you saw in Black Adam are just a very small taste of things to come. He is so handsome. <laughs> yeah, please go check it out at Weekly Cut. It's on our Twitter. He is a handsome man. He is. Mr. Cavill. Uh, Connor, I mean... At this point, we knew it was coming. Yeah. But he has announced it himself. It's official. Just initial thoughts, please, Connor. I've been crying out for this for ages. And we finally got the man's back. The man is back. The man is back. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm very annoyed. I don't know if you're going to come on to it. I was going to ask you. I wanted you to speak to me about why you've gone bananas this week. Yeah, absolutely bananas. (laughs) So The Rock, let me just get the the post up. Feel free, because it's worded in a, a, not in The Rock's fault, but in in DC Universe way. Let me get this up. So The Rock put a tweet out yesterday, or I don't know when it was. Yeah, yeah. 25th, yeah. So his tweet was, we fought for years to bring you back. They always said no. I'll get on to that. Um, but Danny Garcia and H.H. Garcia were the seven bucks. Yep, yeah, that's it. Um, and myself, uh, no, was not an option. We can't build a DCEU without the world's greatest superhero. And fans come first. Welcome home. Now, who at Warner Bros. is saying no? So when he's Superman, the, the biggest superhero in the world, the most yep. famous superhero yep. in the world, is got to be the staple of the DCEU. Need a Mac? No, you're not having him. I think, I, I can fully agree with you, I think those people that said no should be asked to explain themselves. So do I. They're yeah. no longer working at DC. See so why. This is, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is for people wondering what this whole shake-up has gone in. Since Zaslav took over, the last person left from the old regime was Walter Hamada. Mm. That name probably rings a bell because not only because he was DC president of films, he was the guy that Ray Fisher was gunning for oh, in the yeah. investigation. Um, so he's now gone. There is nobody left. We're going to come on to in a, in a few minutes about who's sort of the new structure at DC and who's leading the the charge. But so yeah, Walter Hamada and and many others were saying no, Connor, to Henry Cavill back. I can't believe it. I reckon the Rock. They said no, and the Rock laughed. I thought it was a joke, and then said, "Oh no, you're, no, you're genuinely serious. no." For six years, he mentioned as well. Apparently, he's been fighting for this. How do you say no? incredible um the, the not not just a rumor as well the hollywood reporter released a really exciting um report as well last week it was that there's no contract as of yet with henry cavill but it's about to happen basically yeah well also henry cavill's just said he's back um but the hollywood reporter said that 
they are actively looking to push through a superhero, a Superman film solo with Henry Cavill led. That nice. is the first priority on this new DC structure. We're going to get onto that in a second. Yeah. Uh, and I've got something that's going to tickle your fancy. Ooh. There's a director who's sort of leading the charge as they want for this um, solo Superman film with Henry Cavill. Uh, I'm going to say Christopher McQuarrie. Do you know who that is? Recognize the name. You will now. He's the Mission Impossible guy. Ooh. Ooh. worked with Henry Cavill yeah. in Fallout, which is a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that works for me. That'll do. I'll, I'll have that. <laughs> that will do. Yeah. Uh, the script will come on to it. That's going to be, that's a sort of a priority. They're working with people now, apparently. But yeah, Hollywood Reporter released that. I cannot wait. Can't wait. Well done, The Rock. Cheers to The Rock. <laughs> cheers I'm not to The Rock. I'm not touching because it's no. shit. No, I apologise. <laughs> but cheers. Um, I want to ask you one more question about Henry Cavill. So he's back as Superman. Um, we are going to talk the post-credit scene with Black Adam a little bit as well because obviously it's not even a spoiler anymore because it's confirmed it's out there. Yeah. So we don't feel bad saying it. <laughs> um, so you said you had an issue with the theme song of it being changed from Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel score mm-hmm. to uh, John Williams' yeah. um, Superman score. Um, I agree with you and still do, by the way. Um, but one thing I will admit, I am quite excited for this new hybrid soft reboot of Henry Cavill Superman where it's sort of a little bit dark with the Snyder influence. Yeah. But also how Superman probably should be more so with the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Um, they're, they're bipolar opposite Supermen. I love them both. Yeah. Um, but it looks like he's going to be lingering or floating around in the middle. Does does that give you any hope or are you still, nope, shut up, Brad? Play me that score. Give me, give me Hans Zimmer all day long. <laughs> okay. I think it works. I mean, Flight is one of the greatest songs of scores of all time. Yes. And I think, don't mess about with it. Hans Zimmer's a legend. Is about, John Williams, God, rest, God bless him, he's yeah. not got long left, is he? Yeah. Clock's ticking. You were about to write him off. I was, you yeah. were about to Jesus write Christ. Him off. Hans Zimmer's knocking about, he's making songs for cars. Yeah. That's what he wants. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, BMW. This is true. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I do still agree with you. I just thought I'd mention that that on on a soft side, I am looking forward him to being a little bit less dark. Yeah, because I really enjoyed what uh, Zack Snyder's trilogy that he's done with Henry Cavill up until Zack Snyder's um, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. It's brilliant. It's yeah. so good. I wish we could have seen more, but it's fine. Um, he's back in the DC uh, in DCU, and I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with him. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Okay, fair enough. Thanks for much. Uh, the wine's working. It's, it it's warmed you. Uh, right. So then, uh, following on from the sort of re- rebound and counterpunch from DC, we then get James Gunn's Guardians of Galaxy holiday special. Yes. Connor, talk to me. I watched it, and you know what my thought was? I thought, do I want this? Do I want this? I think I want it, but I don't know if I want it. Do you want this? I don't think I do. I don't think I want this. Because I think it's just going to be Drax and um, Mantis just running about trying to find Kevin Bacon. Is that literally it? God, that's this is what it is, one hundred percent. I think you're going to see Star Lord for about five minutes. I think so. Uh, the rest of them about five minutes, and just them to run around. 100. <laughs> Chris Pratt's schedule didn't work. Um, yeah, it does. And even I don't know if you saw the poster. The poster's just Drax and Mantis. Yeah, I think like sort of passed out with Christmas stuff on. So I think you're right. Yeah, I don't need um, this. The only thing I'll say is, as a mini defence, it is a, it's one of these special presentations, just like Werewolf by Night. Yeah. I suppose it's different in a sense that it is supposed to be a themed event. 
with yeah. MCU characters. So they're not saying, look, this is the next instalment of the MCU. It's literally called a holiday special, which is the saving grace, I think. Yeah. So it's a bit it's a bit like these shorts that come out of I Am Groot. I mean, I didn't think they were very good at all. It was I think I watched one. Pointless. It was yeah. pointless. But I knew what they were and they didn't affect me in any way. It's yeah. not like a new brand new MCU series that's trying to link the bigger MCU picture and they get it wrong. <coughs> She-Hulk. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, I will give it a watch and I think I'll have an open mind because of that. Yeah, I'll take um, Adult Groot. I've been waiting for Adult Groot to come back. He's <laughs> massive. He looks dense, mate. He's a trunk. Um, yeah, so, uh, we'll move on swiftly to the biggest news, as I said, probably in the last few months, if not this year, if I'm totally honest with you, because it's been something fans have been waiting for for a long time. Um, as I said, James Gunn's Guardians Galaxy was released, and then the, the same day, James Gunn himself is called out to be the new head of a newly formed studio called DC Studios, just like at Marvel with the MCU. And him and Peter Saffron will be co-CEOs of this new founded company and spearhead the future of the DC universe in terms of films, animation, etc. Con. Massive. What they needed. You look really cool, by the way. Oh, And up like that. Sorry, go. No, it's what they needed. Yep. Um, and it's the right man. Suicide Squad, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker is one of my favourite series of like a, a superhero I, series. I think I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think this is the man. Who is the other guy, Peter Saffron? Peter Saffron, he's just, so he's a producer. Okay. Um, the best way to explain this for people is James Gunn, and this was in the report, James Gunn is the brains. Mm. He's the one, he's the big fan. A bit like Kevin Feige. James Gunn knows the comics. He knows every character down to Condiment King, yeah. who's like no one. Um, and not not just because he's the king at sort of bringing Z-list characters like Guardians into the main light and making them household names, but he's the brains and he's a fan and he knows everything in terms of the law. Yeah. Peter Saffron is known to be the business guy. Okay. So that's how they're going to work, which I think is going to work great. Yeah, I think um, it's a good move. Yeah, so uh, when when you say it needed it in terms, you, you mean sort of structure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's somebody leading the driving the ship because that, that was just flying blind. So I need someone to hundred percent. Uh yeah, I just think this is absolutely brilliant. Um it, it's quite shocking that he's gone from where he's been to head of DC. Yeah. What a move. Um I, I'm I'm like you, Connor. I'm a massive fan of his. Um this doesn't uh, sort of people were worried that he wouldn't direct or anything anymore. He still can. Mm. Um I doubt he will do as much. Yeah. I think that'll be passed on. Still can do all that, um, but it means he won't be working with Marvel for the next four years, though. Yeah, it's true. But I yeah. suppose his time's probably coming to an end anyway. Yeah, he's, so. this, he's already said multiple times exactly that the Guardians, it's the end of his sort of um, phrase. But, but yeah, James motherfucking gun. I don't know how much he's getting paid. Oh, I'd love to know oh, that. I would figures. love to know that. Um, but I think they come out of a little statement saying they their first point of call is to basically go out to um, directors, writers, etc., and get a bigger world world sort of worldwide team together yeah so then build out this um, universe so it's big exciting things coming do you think you'd have to rain in his twitter because he's quite barty on twitter i don't know just carry on i th- i think people will sh- people are fucked i'm gonna cancel them <laughs> so, i'm gonna so, bait him so i think like all these times people are running little articles going like oh yes uh, wonder woman's definitely appearing in the flash or something um, he could, he will literally come out and go. I literally run the shit. Yeah, no, no, and he would he would do that. I don't think he'll stop. He probably should. 
Yeah, he needs to come. Because he'll, he'll say the wrong thing. Yeah, being the bigger guy. But um, yeah, uh, nothing more to say. I just think that's brilliant. Yeah. We're quite excited over here at the Weekly Cut about it because it's, as Connor said, it's it's been needed for a while. Oh, Superman's back. <laughs> James Gunn's running the show. Come on. It is it is astounding that it's taken this long. But yeah, yeah that's how fans should feel. Yep. Um, I'm the most hopeful I've been as a DC fan for a long, long time. So yeah. as you said, you've got Henry Cavill as the sort of the main central hub of this new universe over the next, say, 10 years at least. And then you've got Mr. James Gunn yeah. um, leading. The, someone who is a massive fan and knows his shit. And now Marvel have got to think, shit, we've got to pick up, pick up here. Pick up the pace. Yeah, let's not mess about with shield yeah. and stuff like that. Twerking offices and whatnot. I wonder if this works out, what a sort of bad move that's probably been from... Not a bad move because they should have done it. Obviously, he was fired. Oh, yeah. He was fired, James Gunn, for um, inappropriate tweets from old... Um, and then was fired and said not to be coming back, but then he was rehired by that Alan Horn yeah. um, to then go on and do Guardians 3. But in the time he was fired, DC called him within, I think the report was within days, called yeah. him and said, come and do the Suicide Squad, and you can do Peacemaker. And I think he's now sort of fallen, got really friendly with them. Yeah. Well, he, why would you... Tweets from old, you, you apologise, whatever, whatever. That's a big name you fire there, and now yeah, like you say, it's a bad move because now it's a bit of many us. I mean, it might, it, it might, it might be shit. You never know. It could have yeah. wrote its up. Yeah, it, it <laughs> could. But, but yeah, it, it it spells good times at DC, which I suppose is good for everyone. M's, no, I'm sure Marvel are not looking over their shoulder. They're they're very far ahead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is good news for everyone, and it keeps the superhero train alive, which does actually help both. So the yeah. more, yeah, superheroes being around is great for business. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that brings us on to the, the sort of big news points. Oh, okay, yeah. Anything else you want to throw in there? No, nothing to add. Do you like Silver Surfer? I just thought of something. Uh, I do, yeah. Did you ever watch the <laughs> Rise of the Silver Surfer movie? Ages ago. I I'll give you ages. £10 cash. I've got it in my pocket. If you can tell me you played Rise of the Silver Surfer in Ooh, that movie. I could not tell you. Lawrence Fishbone. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he played Norn Rudd in that. Anyway, uh, there was a, a, a sort of a rumour, quite a heavy rumour going around, that there's going to be a, a special presentation on Disney Plus centred around him. Okay. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, I'll take that. That's all we need, don't you, the whole series? Just <laughs> no, no, dip us in. Yeah. Dip us in. Uh, that's it for news. Shall we move on to Mr. Black Adam? Let's move on. Yeah. We'll do. Uh, we'll, we'll, ju- we'll jump into traders. We've got a couple of traders coming as well. Just thought we'd throw in Black Adam because it's sort of news-ish segment. Yeah. Um, I just want to give you a little rundown of what it's made, box office and Rotten Tomatoes, etc. Um, so it's made over $140 million, uh, I think about 142 in its three-day, I think it was three-day opening. Okay. It's said to be pretty solid. For a, so you can't. What they were saying, deadline reports was you can't really compare it to Thor: Love and Thunder. You can't really compare it to um, Multiverse of Madness because it's a spin-off solo introduction character. Yeah, it's not like a sequel or anything like that. So it's said to be doing pretty solid. Um, the this is the big talking point. Con Rotten Tomatoes score: thirty nine percent critic, ninety percent audience. Is a split. That's a stinky st- uh, score. That is a stinky critic. score. It stinks. It's rotten. But the audience, 90, it's the same old, the split is always big in it. It's yes. always... This big, though. That's massive. That yeah. is. I don't I don't recall one that big before, in recent years anyway. I've never seen one that sizable. One of them's got to be wrong. Yes, well, yes yeah. so, and I which I have seen the movie. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just want to say this. I think there was an agenda with this one. Yeah. And I'll be you know why I think this, Connor? 
is because that 39% critic score is lower than every single MCU project to date. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's, that's incorrect. I think Thor Love and Thunder was about 60-something percent. We all know why. So, look, when maybe it was The Rock's ego, or it's just people are maybe looking for DC to foul. I don't know. I think it's because it's Samoan, probably. If, maybe it's because of that. Yeah, so, I don't know. like it. <laughs> I think they're being horrible. Um, I listened to a couple of uh, YouTube guys actually today and uh, who all really enjoyed the It seems to be that everyone I know that has seen the movie is like, I had really good fun with it. Like, yeah. it's, I wasn't expecting a masterpiece, but I had fun with this comic book movie. Um, and they're saying that it made people come out of the cinema wanting to scream to the hills, and which is why the audience score has gone so high because people went into it like me, seeing low critic scores and thinking, oh. And then you go into it, you go, that was absolutely that was really good for a comic book movie yeah. in terms of what you wanted. So it makes you come out and want to go, no, you, it is good, everyone. Like, yeah. So it, maybe that helps it in thing. But um, yeah, so you didn't get to see it. Was you? Are you going to see it? I will see it. Will yeah, see it? I'm going to see it. Probably tomorrow. Okay. Fair no, enough. I'm not with Sam's <laughs> Not tomorrow. Another tough week. Yeah. Um, I, I did see the movie. Um, I don't know if you got anything. To, uh, you looked like you was going to throw something at me there, like a, a question. But I just want to say, I... I don't think it was a masterpiece. I'd say out of 10, I'd probably give it a 7, 7.5. Solid. Yeah, I'd call it a very good comic book movie, yeah. genuinely. Um, the action is some of the best action you'll get in a comic book movie. Yeah. Fact. It's so good. Um, they miss on bits in terms of the story is quite basic, bar one really good twist, which I won't say, which I don't think is part of the comics, which I think is a new thing. Okay. Um, and yeah, I just I just really enjoyed it. Uh, the, the JSA, two of them were really good. Um, I thought Hawkman, Aldous Hodge, and I thought Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan were brilliant. They were so good together. Yeah. Um, the other two I felt were sidelined a bit. I know that was part of the story, but you had Atom Smasher and Cyclone. Um, their powers looked really cool. But they were sort of be sort of sidelined. It didn't really, didn't really sort of make a feel like a team, like a Justice Society of America. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I had fucking good fun with this, Connor. Yeah. I think people, critics especially, obviously. Yeah. They probably went into this thing right. DC property, Black Adam, it's the Rock. I honestly think they went in expecting something like the Batman or the Joker, yeah. which are masterpiece films. They're they're almost flawless. Probably are flawless. They probably 100%. went in thinking they're going to get that. Well, really, you're not going to get that. We all knew 100%. it. 100%. So what were they, I don't know what they were thinking when they went in. So where, what I want to say, where was this logic when of critical thinking when you were watching Thor, Love and Thunder? Yeah. Or you were, because that's the, pretty much the same. It was a mess. Well, this wasn't a mess, to be fair. But what I mean is, what are you, what are you down in points on here for Black Adam? Why have you sort of critically acclaimed it so bad, but you was giving points to all the other MCU projects. By the way, we're both fans fans of both here. We're big Marvel fans. Yeah. So it's not like we're defending anyone. It's just a case of how can they justify that? I think maybe, like you said, there's an agenda. Mm. Maybe the only thing I can think of is the marketing was a bit too much, i.e. The Rock pushing the film so much for so long because it feels like he's been banging on about this for ages. Maybe a critic's thinking, "I'm, I'm sick of this. But that's not fair. No, that's not because obviously this just means he believes in it and he's yeah. pumping money into marketing, which is what everyone should want from a movie. But yeah, I think that has got something to do with it. Yeah, I've never given an interview to him, people. No, again. ever. It's never talks. absolutely ridiculous. But like I say, any any YouTube person I've seen or anyone I know that's seen it 
sort of comes out. Even Jay was like, that's actually really fun. Yeah. Um, there is some comedy aspects to it. It is quite dark. Begs the question, I don't know how Shazam and him fit. Yeah. Because Shazam is a totally different tone. They'd have to sort of, hopefully Fury of the Gods gets a bit darker and yeah. Black Adam would have to come down a little bit to meet in the middle. But um, yeah, I just I just thought I had really good fun with this. I can't wait to watch it again. I genuinely can't. Yeah. You could easily just sort of, you forget about it and then when you watch it again, you're like, that is fucking cool shit. Yeah. There's, there's a slow-mo bit. Do you remember Quicksilver? Yeah. Um, do you remember when he freezes time and then does changes to stuff and then time catches up and it... In the kitchen. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. In the kitchen. A yeah. really cool scene. As when he first awakens, there's a really fucking good bit. Um, and there's a weird song that comes over there. The, the needle drops in this don't all work, but it's quite fun. And yeah, he does that and it's really good. He sort of moves rockets into paths oh, okay. of thingies. He puts a grenade in someone's mouth. Um, and wait yeah and then wait um and then he sort of does lightning and then it goes through people but they're not affected yet and then when it catches up it goes it's really really cool yeah so yeah great effects hawkman in his fault fights um so yeah i won't won't go into it too much i'll be looking forward to see what you think about it yeah this weekend i'll see it okay and i'll just but we might (laughs) Uh, and i might come with you yeah if you're not going with holes yeah come with me come with us both okay fair enough uh date night uh okay shall we do some trailers oh before we go on trailers I want to know because I've seen it on the internet everywhere and it's Do you want to pissing, talk post-credit or what? Yeah. Let's go. It's pissing me off. I'll tell you why. People screaming in a cinema and shouting and filming with your torchlight on, it's, a, it's so disrespectful to other people in the cinema. Stop doing it. Did you get screamers? I, I actually did. I did. Which we don't usually get in UK. No. Uh, yeah. I had a packed screen. I'd say there was about 100, 150 people in there. And when Henry Cavill come on, like actually walked out of the smoke, people did scream. Um, it didn't maybe bother me that much because I had seen it multiple times. Yeah, the leak. But if that had happened without me knowing, I would have been raging, and I still was a little bit pissed off. But uh, I would love to clip this and see what our followers think yeah. if they agree with a crowd reaction in a cinema or not. Um, we won't name names, but there were certain influencers that had recorded themselves recording the post credit scene and it, it just looks so fake and yeah. like desperate i don't know i just I, I don't agree with it if you're fans you should be in that moment enjoying it yeah be uh, happy don't, yeah uh, be excited and if something happens sign go yeah. oh be excited but don't scream and shit like exactly. hooligans uh, but it was an epic post credit scene it's probably one of the best post credit scenes i've ever seen yeah it just worked incredibly and seeing it seeing him as superman for the first time, obviously, you've, we've seen him multiple times as Superman, but seeing him back in the suit, knowing he was wearing it recently, is something else. So, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Excellent work. Cheers, Henry Cavill. Now, trailers. Trailers. News, 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 news. That's news, news, news. <laughs> I knew that was news, news, news when I was pressing it. I don't know why I pressed the it. on the mic. I can't wait to listen to that back. The shout. That's news, news, news. Uh, right, trailers. We're about to get really cool in here. I'm mm. actually gonna. I'm gonna lean back a little bit. Spread. My, what was I gonna say? Spread my thighs. Spread your thighs if you want. Well, to be fair, there's some good hugs. In this we're talking about Creed. Oh yeah. Uh, this trailer con. Oh, how cool is this? What from? did you say to me? You went. I want to go work out. Didn't you join a gym? I joined the gym the same day. I wanted to join the. I, I looked at the pair of them. I thought, God, they're in shape. And I think I was. I might have been eating. I was. I was eating a sticky toffee pudding. And I looked down and I just went. <sighs> join the gym 
Join the uh, so that's how good the trailer is. It made Connor put down his sticky toffee pudding <laughs> and join Pure Gym. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, this was cool as fuck. It's such a cool story. Um, I want to say, fair play, Michael B. Jordan. Directorial debut. Yeah. Ryan Coogler, I think, has done the story. I think he produced. Heavy hand in this. Yeah. As you can feel it. Um, but yeah, how does this work as a, a the end of a trilogy? Uh, did it feel... Yeah, it did. I'd say, because it's like, his fame and fortunes now, he's at the heart of his career and whatnot. But now you've, he's got like a dark past. Yes. And now it's coming back to haunting him at the top of his game. Yeah. His past comes back to haunting Now he's got to defeat this. So he defeated his past, basically. Yeah. And I think the story is really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Do you know, it reminds me of, and I'd be shocked if it wasn't inspired by it, if Ryan Coogler sort of didn't have uh, sort of inspirations from this. Do you remember Warrior? Yeah. It's one of the best sporting movies you can get. Yep. Um, it was a similar sort of story. Tom Hardy's character had the dark past, but was an absolute brute because of that. Yeah. Um, and then you had the sort of more skilled controlled person like Michael B. Jordan and Creed um, and they go toe to toe to each other but they actually at one at some one point in life loved each other yeah so it's very similar yeah it's pretty much the same story um, and also and I just love the fact that Jonathan Majors is wamp he's massive absolutely massive Jesus Christ is that what he's looking like under that Kang suit yeah because just take forget the suit take that off the man is huge <laughs> um, yeah it's almost a bit like there was rumours that he was going to be do you remember Mr. T Oh, yeah. Uh, his character was called Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, Yeah. And people were saying, that, I'm glad they didn't because we'd already done Dolph Lundgren's son and, yeah. and Ivan Drago, where his name is son. So, yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. And it wasn't just, oh, yeah, remember Clubber Lang? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a devil son as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it looks fantastic. Um, and sort of Creed, it, I would say, do you know what? The Rocky franchise is so solid. It is, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a massive fan of the Rocky movies. Um, there's, there's one or two that maybe don't hit the heights, but pretty much all of them are really fucking good. Yeah, you can't. You have it. standout ones, of course, but yeah, they are all solid. There's no bad ones. And Creed One was great. Creed Two was really good, and this looks fantastic. I think it's going to be the best one. Yeah, I do as well. I agree. What I will say is, Jonathan Majors looks like a heavyweight, <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan looks like a middleweight. Yeah, get get the weight, get the yeah, scales out. Something's gone wrong. Uh, also, I wanted to say. Um, wasn't Tessa Thompson deaf? <laughs> yes, she was. Yeah, like severely deaf, wasn't she? I thought. I thought at one point in the movie she said, "I've only got about six months of hearing left." Yeah, because she had to stop singing. That's it. Yeah. And at one point, she's in the ring and she took her hearing aids out, so she didn't hear anything and it was completely yeah, quiet. Yeah. It, uh, maybe she had a, a surgery. I don't know. But I, I actually, know. I thought that was a really good point of a story i thought that could have maybe maybe we're there is going to be something in this but i did watch the trailer and thought i can't see a hearing aid and she seems to be okay doing all right yeah Yeah, fair enough okay uh good for you tessa thompson's character (laughs) um that releases march 23rd um of next year uh one of the many big blockbusters coming uh now before we don't we're not massive fans of doctor who here but we Mm. have to speak about this yeah two for two reasons for the young lad, um, apologise if I'm getting his name wrong. Um, he's the, the really cool guy from uh, Sex Education, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, Nakuti Katawa, um, brilliant young actor. Yeah, um, he's the new Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Jodie Whittaker's era is over, and who is back? Connor T, Mister David T Tennant. <laughs> David, T. David T Tennant. Um, yeah, 
I actually really liked that reveal. Yeah, I thought it was... I didn't realise the Doctor's regenerated. Oh, you didn't? No, yeah. I didn't. No, so I, did, cool, yeah, so, I, did, I yeah. did know that. It's the same... All of them are the same person. Yeah, yeah but that was cool. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's a big shock, because Holly used to watch Doctor Who. Mm. Like, a big fan of it. And I said to her, when was the last time you watched Doctor Who? And she thought, and she went, oh, David Tennant. I went, he's back until, like, the new year. Then the new guy takes over. And she's probably going to start watching it again. Wow. Because he's back. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean... When I, we, as I said, me and you are not Doctor Who fans, but when I think Doctor Who, I everyone thinks David Tennant. I so Tennant, fair yeah. enough. That what you just said about Holly makes total sense. Um, that comes next year on Disney Plus. Yes, I, 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 <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I saw that today, and I was like, Doctor Who on Disney Plus. I don't know what happens with us in the BBC. It's been a BBC staple for forever. Yeah. I don't know if we still get on BBC or if it's all on Disney Plus. I, I think I did see something about BBC. I think UK getting it BBC. I'm pretty sure I did read it now. UK get it BBC. Everywhere else in the world is Disney Plus. How Disney Plus got that? I have no idea. Yeah, it's weird. I have no for whatever. Maybe it's David Tennant's power, and therefore, you know what? That is going to get some people watching because yeah. it is huge. Yeah. When we go to Comic Con and that, there's so many doctors everywhere. Yeah. So it is a very big sci-fi sort of IP. But yeah, David Tennant's back. I don't really know what more to say on it. I probably won't watch it. No. But we felt the need to mention it. Will you not watch it? Now you know that Catherine Tate is also back. No, she grinds my gears. Oh, I don't like her. Oh, you don't like her? Oh, no, thank God for that. I yeah, like I don't really her. like her. Um, in the office, she wound me up in the office. Oh, I can stand her in the office. Get out. Uh, yeah, so uh, David Tennant's back. Go and watch it if you want. We won't be doing an episode <laughs> on it. But I'll be glad to see what the um, reactions from the audience of people that do like it. Yeah. Now onto something that we do fucking love. Yes. House of the Dragon. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the finale was HBO's most viewed finale since 2019. What was that series, you asked, Connor? Yes, that was also Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, and it, the season two is looking to start production early next year. And um, Before we jump into finale, Connor, yep. what was your thoughts on the season so f- as a whole? I really enjoyed it. I think it was very talky-talky, but I enjoy that. If it's the right series, like House of Cards is one of my favourite series of all time, and that is just all talky-talky. I think that, by the way, I agree with you, it's a brilliant series, yeah. yeah. So so I I think this worked, and I thought it's revived my love for Game of Thrones as the whole franchise. That's a big statement following on from what happened with with season eight and the yeah. disappointment. So I, I think it's worked. I thought it's been, been really good. I really like what you just said there about, because I completely agree. This is what people have asked me and this was my response. Yes, it is talky talky, but you care about the characters so yeah. much. Not as in like, oh, I care what happens to them. You're just invested. Yep. So when it is talky talky, you're listening. You're not on your phone because you're listening about it. When something, and uh, sort of something similar at the minute is Andor, which I am really liking, but, I don't feel like care enough about the characters. That may be because they all die on a beach in Rogue One, and I know that's oh, coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with this, I know this multiple seasons coming, and I just really am invested in the story. So yes, it's talky talky, but I think it's now set perfectly for the next two, three seasons where yeah. it's going to kick off Probably between kick the, off. the. I think they're now called the Greens and the Blacks to keep it easy, and yeah. uh, the, rather than saying High Towers and and um, Targaryens. Anyway. Let's kick off with the finale. So the episode kicks off at Dragonstone, picking up with Princess Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra presumably, presumably, obviously doesn't know that all mm. oh, that's just happened back at King's Landing. So Connor, just jump back for a second to that Panama episode. What did you think of last week's shock ending when Aegon was uh, Aegon was quickly sort of sworn in as king, um, despite Rhaenyra as the heir, 
Um, and whose side are you on? Are you High Towers and the Greens, or are you Targaryens and the Blacks? Um, yeah, I am one hundred and ten percent Targaryens. And the Thank Blacks. God for that. Who's on the High Towers? No side? one can be on the High Towers side. They're weasel, weasel jobs. They're the hand. <laughs> I can't remember the hand's name. Otto. Otto. He's pissed me off as much as Littlefinger. Yes. Oh, yeah. The worst person ever. They're, I think it's very good how they rush it all through. Yep. It's like shows that no, we are power. Yes, nothing you can do about yeah, it. Get all the townsfolk in there. They don't want to go just shove them in. We're in charge. This is your king. Even when Otto done the bit where all the heads of the houses, he said, Neil, now, yeah. or basically we kill you. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. So really cool. It's setting up a good sort of villain. They, they are the villains. Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely yeah. agree with that. Um, whether that changes in the next episode because... She, I think, becomes something called the Black Queen, old Rhaenyra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, anyway, um, Rhaenys arrives. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, after not killing Alison and Aegon via Dragonfire when she burst out through the Dragon Pit and reveals the treason that has just taken place in King's Landing, Rhaenyra is so shocked that she goes into labour. Um, outside of that, Damon is, of course, plotting war. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that miscarriage scene was so cruel and intense. Yeah. Um, she made her children watch what not getting any help. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what you want to say Shock, about that. It scene. was shocking. It was shocking. It was uncomfortable to watch and Very. it was horrible. Um, and I think just going back, uh, Rainis, I think one of the best lines of the whole series so far is, um, it wasn't my war to start. That's it. I've got, yeah, I missed that question. So I was going to say, I know it was sort of explained, but do you think that was genuine? That's why she didn't kill them on the dragon? I think so. Because I think... I'll back you, but I'm not starting the war. Yeah. I think oh, oh, I think at that time she wasn't sure who to back. Mm. I don't know what I don't know what her plan... Cause I still oh, don't really shit, know I what like her that. plan is. I, don't know well, what, no, I do think you're right. I think at that point, though, she is not sure. Yeah. But then she does. We're going to get onto it in a second. She does come back and speak to the sea snake. Cor- yeah. Corliss, I think his name is. And they have a chat, and I think they decide to stick with their blood, Targaryen yeah. blood. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually—I didn't think about that. That's yeah. actually—I do think now you say it. Yeah, she was telling the truth that she didn't want to start that war, but I do think she was a bit like, "I better not burn all bridges." Yeah, literally. Yeah, um, let me hold off because it is her cousin who's just died. Yes, throne just been taken. Exactly. Him, so. um, and also, I really liked the sort of the parallel bit while this is going on. Um, Damon is <laughs> forcing those two knights to um, sort of swear oath to Rhaenyra yeah. and he basically the dragon comes behind him and basically say, say it or I'll kill you I'll with the dragon. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, anyway, let's move on. As Team Rhaenyra discuss houses they'll need to gain alliances from, including familiar lords such as Stark, Arryn, Lannister and Baratheon, Damon rattles off in quick succession the name of every dragon on the show. There's a lot of bloody dragons out there. Dragons. There's a lot of dragons. Uh, they have 13 winged monsters compared to the Greens, aka High Towers. Four. It appears Allison and the High Towers are calling themselves the Greens, and Renera and the Targaryens are calling themselves the Blacks. Yeah. So then Otto, big boy Otto, he's got his big boy pants on. He decides to come to Dragonstone to deliver a message slash threat, basically saying, "Bend the knee to King Aegon," or. Uh, Basically, you're fucked. And Damon yeah. is basically saying, let's kill him. But Rhaenyra is showing strength. Yes. Now, talk I, to me. I like this as well, because obviously we get laid down the line, they also say, you've got men, all men standing at a table plotting war. 
Love that she, scene. She's showing restraint and she's showing calm. Holding like her the, father? Yeah, like her father, yeah. I like that, but fucking hell, I did want him to die. I just wanted the dragon to, either him to chop his head off, yeah. or the dragon to just rain fire. Well, because we had that stance, that face-off in episode two on that same bridge with yes. Damon and Otto, and it ended the similar sort of way. Um, but yeah, I, I want Otto to die, but I do think he's going to be a really good character for the second season. Yeah. But yeah, um, I really was surprised at Rhaenyra's restraint. Um, but she, as, as we just said, she seems to be sort of copying her father but we all know that's about to go down the ship and, oh. and the Black Queen is coming. Um, Damon and Rhaenyra then argue over the, what strategy to take and then Damon randomly chokes her. Yeah. Apparently that's from the books. Is it? Okay. Apparently so, but I think that more happens. But, they, they right. to, but I don't know what. But so this is a, I, I can't remember who said it. I think it was like a showrunner, a director, a writer, someone on the, the show said they're really not sure why there's a millions of fans are obsessed with Damon because he's been written not obsessed as in like thinking he's a great character because he's a phenomenal character yeah but there's people that love him and he was basically saying this person he doesn't understand why because like people were shocked that he choked Rhaenyra and then the bloke was saying that's ex- within every bit of his character yeah, to do that. That's who he is. <laughs> he's horrible. He's horrible. Yeah. He, he killed his first wife with a stone. He caved her oh, head yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what this person was saying. He said he loves the fact that people are loving his character, but it is shocking that people have a sort of a love for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, that wasn't intended, I don't think. But I do. I really like I him. I really like um, him. Anyway. Um, so um, I'm not sure what the fans sort of are are, are thinking of do you think do you think it's a known thing that the fans are behind the blacks the targaryens or do you think it is split i think the fans are behind the blacks i don't know how you can be behind the high towers i don't i it's, don't it's an illegitimate claim to the throne it's not what, but then it's not norm law. It's not. Do you know what I mean, I'm, yeah, I know what you're saying, and I, I'm. I'd be shocked if anyone had a case for the high towers, but and the Targaryens have hardly been great. Yeah, so maybe it did need. I don't know, but yeah, I. I just think um, I can't see why anyone would be a high tower slash green. Um, I mean, Alison is an argument because she's a lovely lady, but Olivia Cook. Oh, very lovely lady well done, follow her on instagram yeah uh keep doing what you do olivia uh <laughs> now needs to speak with the large houses mentioned earlier she is persuaded to send her sons as it would help show power and they are faster than ravens dragons mm. um jace is sent to the north on dragonback to ask for the support of house Arryn and stark while luke is sent i call him luke but it's like luke's luceries yeah, yeah. Um, Luke is sent to Storm's End to discuss an alliance with Lord Bormund Baratheon. Rhaenyra makes her sons swear not to fight on this mission, only serve as messengers. Connor, talk to me. We're going to basically, long to catch us through this little bit, the little man lands at Storm's End, sees Vagar the dragon. Get on your fucking dragon now and run. Go. Yeah. Go. Aemon's clearly inside. Um, so catches up. They, he goes in. Aemon's already sweet talked to the Baratheon. He tells uh, Borman Baratheon tells the young pup to basically piss off, get out of your. Unless you're going to marry one of your daughters, yeah, you're nothing. Tell your mum I said go away. 
Um, then, Connor, we come to this chase. Do you want to just talk us through this flight, the cinematography you saw with the lightning and the flash? One, oh. of, yeah, one of the most intense scenes I've watched. This was proper, where is it? Yeah, it, it was. This was proper Game of Thrones. Luke said to me, um, "There's one scene in this that you're going to be mesmerised by the size difference." Right now, Arix is tiny. Yes, compared to the Vega. Vega, yeah. The Vega is huge. <laughs> yeah. The size difference is immeasurable. It's the biggest known living dragon at the time. Yeah. So it's like a mouse and an elephant. It's, Agreed. It's yeah. Mental. yeah. Um, just going back before I get into the scene. Yeah. Um, the Baratheon, what's his name? Bormund Baratheon. Yeah. He was sp- an spitting image of a Baratheon. Yes. The behaviour, how they talk, yeah. how they act. It was it's just like from King Robert Baratheon. Yeah. yeah. Just a Seven hells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this scene is pissing down the rain. It's thunder and lightning. <laughs> And you're looking, where is Vega? Where is it? You can't and you just see shadows of Vega coming yeah. through. Um it's so tense. It is. I sat on the edge of my chair. And I, I know, I know obviously it was like cloudy and that, but I kept like sort of like you, I was sort of on the edge of my seat going when I was going to Jade, where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Um because it was all the the intensity started as soon as he left the castle, he looked to the area where Vega was before he went in and it wasn't there, oh, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, as you say, that when he was flying Arax and L- um, Lacerius, and then that flash of lightning and Vagar's above, and it's so big, as you say, the size difference. I just thought that was peak television. Yeah. I love that phrase. It is absolute peak cele- uh, television. Um, so I guess we we sort of end with a incredible shot of it looks like Damon in the war room. By the way, that war table. Get set up on fire. That yeah, is, really cool. Cool, it's in the series as well on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember it being set alight before, though. No, and showing like I remember seeing the the table many times at Dragonstone, but they seem to have put fire in it and it lights us. Brilliant, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. So we end with a shot of Damon telling Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra that uh, yeah, uh, your son's dead. Yeah, and Ian. we get the look. Yeah. Oh, that is an evil look. So the 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 scene where we didn't actually talk about. That, oh, sorry. The, the where the yeah. where sorry we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where Vega just sweeps up and just one quick bite. Yeah, gone, gone. And just seeing the bits of dragon flying down. Luke yeah. was obviously toast. <laughs> you don't even see him. He's gone. He's toast. But what I liked about that is there was no music. Mm. It got into the clear. It got into the sun, yeah. and it's all clear, and the clouds were clear and whatnot. You think all oh, will be fine now because you can see where he's coming from. Yeah, and then yeah. you just hear Vega come up crunch gone it's quick mm. and you're like fuck this is game of thrones do you know do you know what i really liked about that as well that it was it showed you that they don't have as much control as you think because basically i'm, I'm sure everyone sort of got got it because it's what happened but basically the, those dragons were acting of their own accord yeah they both aimed aimed was only trying to scare him yeah aimed and luceres uh, first of all Arax, Arax, sorry, the dragon breathes fire at Vega. Oh, face, yeah. And then he shouts, um, Lacerys goes, serve me. Basically, what are you doing? No. Yeah. And then same with Vega. When he's going up to bite him, you hear Aemon saying, serve me. Basically, no. And then the look of shit. Shit, I fucked it. He's fucked the He's whole now world. started war. Yeah. The only person, as you mentioned, a nice callback here to the only person that's keeping the realm together, the Westeros, is the fact that Rhaenerys Targaryen is not going into war and she's being sane. Yeah. That's gone. God, the, that look was a look of anger. Yeah. 
and just there's a bit of evil in that eye. It, it was basically, I felt like it's what happened to Daenerys. Yes. Yeah. I felt like, so she was always sort of calm, collected, all about the people. And then it got to a point where it's, no, I am done with this. I've got the power. Yeah. And I'm doing it. I'm now going to do what I want, my birthright. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's set up perfectly. Season two, what do you want to see? Is there anything you want? Um, is there a, a, a character you want it to be more centered around? Or do you just want the greens and the, the higher towers and the blacks and the Targaryens to just boot off? Yeah, I want war. I want <laughs> I want to see the Starks. I want to see the Baratheons. Yeah. I want to see them all involved. Um, one thing I don't want is too big of a time jump. I want it to carry on. Yes. Maybe a week after. Yeah. I want to see, um, what's, what's his name, the one eye guy? Aymond. I want to see Aymond go back and say, I fucked it. Yes. I want to see all of that fall yep. out. I don't want it to jump. Um, I think we will. Yeah. I, I think, think we will. There's a there's a bit in the book where it's quite a big storyline where Damon basically says to Renera that it's called a son for a son and basically says that I'll get one of them. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it 100%. Yeah. Now, who was Damon, the dragon Damon was talking to? Was that... Uh, no one, the the one we were singing to, yeah, yeah, that's uh, Verithmore, I think it's called, and it's the second biggest. I was gonna say it's big boy. It's big boy. It's, it's just slightly smaller than that Vagar, but I think it's better. Yeah, it looks. I've got a feeling it's a better dragon. Um, it's not been, it's just not been claimed. It's just chilling down in that dragon pit. Um, I I can't remember the name, but there is a very big character from the book of Fire and Blood that rides him. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Big, big guy, armor and stuff. I just saw it today on a YouTube thing. So I think that character is going to come in. Yeah. Um. And I think that he will fight for Renera. But we'll we'll see. Um. Yeah. I just so hyped. Um. We'll, we'll obviously do a, a rundown of the year in terms of our favorite projects. But this is up there for me. Is my one of my. Yeah. I would probably put this behind only, the boys and Stranger Things. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think. It's close, really close, but I think those two were just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I see a TikTok today um, in Game of Thrones. I don't know what season it is. You might have seen it. Uh, do you know the girl with the, the stone disease where the face goes like? Um, yeah. So it's a scene where she's telling the story of the Dancing of the Dragons. Right. And basically she's telling the story where she says uh, Princess Rhaenyra and um, her stepbrother, um, King Aegon, are fighting for the throne. And she's, she's telling... I, 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 rem- I, I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, I I, I, I'm sure yeah. I remember it now. Yeah, it's the daughter of the... Um, of You know, what's, uh, Stannis Baratheon. The one who gets burned alive. Yeah. 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 Let me get the ticks. By Melisandre. Um, yeah, no, I do remember that. Now, I can sort of remember her reading the story, but I can't remember what her words were like. There's a few little callbacks. Yeah, who play it? I'll go there. What are you reading? The Dance of Dragons. What's it about? It's the story of the fight between Rhaenyra Targaryen and her half by the Regal for control of the Seven Kingdoms. Both of them thought they belonged on the Iron Throne. When people started declaring for one of them or the other, their fight divided the kingdoms in two. Brothers fought brothers. Dragons fought dragons. By the time it was over, thousands were dead. And it was a disaster for the Targaryen as well. They never truly recovered. That's strange. So fresh. Really good, isn't it? There's a few, been a few things like that where, um, remember Joffrey was talking about, yes, oh, God, yeah. that's really cool, that. Makes me excited. It gets me excited. Yeah, I want to watch it back as well. I think that I saw something else today. I think it was a, 
think it was either a showrunner again or something that basically said what you had between um sort of the red wedding in game of thrones and up to the battle of the bastards where it's basically a lot is happening with different characters action yeah. and stuff he said that's pretty much our season two he said because we're working differently in terms of times than we did with now oh, yeah. we was in game of thrones we are allowed to explore more in one season um so he's basically saying a bit like what dennis villeneuve said about june part one in like bear with us it's going to be even better or sort of, it's going to kick off yeah um yeah really cool touch that at tiktok um yeah uh, i've got no nothing more to say on it clearly yeah. you can tell me and connor are fans of the show <laughs> uh and yeah go watch it it's a fucking good recommend from us at the weekly car oh yeah uh shall we go into screens yeah tell me correct button this time uh i've only got two things okay i've got andor and i've got towers of the jedi which come out today mm. towers of the jedi is not much to say on it some cool little stories a bit of fun that is it's sort of washed over me a little bit um i like count dooku i like qui-gon Jin, but it's, it's okay yeah yeah it's just but it's not meant to be anything big and major it's just sort of a fun animation thing uh andor um we're eight episodes in this is a really tricky one to speak to you about I, if some you if you said to me Connor is the show good I'd go really good yeah but then if you said to me like sort of why I have a few things to say but like it's not a very good talk one to talk about you could I wouldn't think you could do a podcast on it yeah um, I saw a few people saying this like it's not really it's not yeah it's not one of those sort of other than that episode six which was fucking brilliant it was so good it's just very talky talky um, and smart yeah and clever but. Yeah, that's it. And we're eight episodes in. And I remember saying to myself, what am I going to tell Connor on screens? That's I've got nothing to say. Yeah, it is a good show. I can't say it's not a good show. But I've got nothing to tell you about couldn't, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's couldn't really say honest. why. Yeah. It's, but what, you would go to me, why can you call it good then? I don't know, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah. The acting is brilliant. It looks fantastic. Um, yeah, it's just a, a serious, serious toned uh, series. But that's me for screens. Nice. Um, well, I haven't watched anything. I've been a busy, busy boy. Busy, You have been um, busy. But I did start The Watcher. Yeah. Uh, three episodes oh, packed in. in now I said because I knew this the end was shit I don't know why I just watched it anyway three episodes it was just very I don't know it was just dull really yeah it's like a it's real life Cluedo yeah I'm not really Cluedo yeah but I know what the ending is I said just tell me what it is <laughs> and I won't spoil it for anyone Um, but I will spoil it there is no ending there's no ending there's no ending yeah, no one knows <laughs> So what's the point on the whole show? It's pointless. <laughs> I don't know if it was trying to be like an ab, ad sort of uh, ambiguous. What's, what's that phrase called? Um, but anyway, I don't know if they was trying a bit like an Inception thing, where is was it yeah. a dream, was it not, or whatever, I don't know. But it didn't. It sounded like it didn't work. I got five episodes, me and Jade stopped. Um, and also Rotten Tomato scores for audience and critic is like a 40%, so it looks like no one's really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, so is that you for screens, busy boy, as you said? Yeah, but also, how is that hard in Black Adam? But yeah, so, so <laughs> exactly, that, exactly that. Uh, okay, time for scraps. Bunch of scraps. Uh, I've got only one scrap. I've got two. Hit me with yours. Uh, you might have it already. Uh, Universal, Universal Studios. They've been city boys and girls. Uh, so the bosses want a female remake of Fast and Furious. Tell me what that would be. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, did it say remake? A re, uh, let me see what it said. I've got the picture up. I didn't read the picture. <laughs> uh, no, spin-off. Movie. I was going to say, no, movie. you cannot remake it already. Yeah. Um, yeah, like as I, I made a joke to you, it, they're trying to tick a box, I think, by yeah. by saying that. I saw something crazy today as well. Love 
Michael J. Fox, um, but he's saying Back to the Future should, should be rebooted with all women cast. I think something like that. I just, there's no need to fault if you find right people and the story fits. Fair enough, but there's no need to fault anything. Come on, oh, yeah, don't touch that film. Yeah. Back to the Future. You've well always said this. Yeah, do You've not touch it. Um, scraps wise for me, uh, Frankie Muniz. You may know him as I believe he's Malcolm in the Middle. He is. Yeah. He is Malcolm. In the middle. Uh, well, speaking of Malcolm in the Middle, he's writing a script for a revival. Is he? It's happening. Cool. Okay. Don't know what to say about that one. Brian Cranston. I sh- to be fair, Brian Cranston isn't that busy. He's not doing much, is he? No, he he's made his fortunes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I don't know what's going on there, but it's it's happening. Fraser just done it, didn't it? Um, oh yeah, yeah revival. Yeah, oh, dear. Uh, anyway, so and, and my last crap is Green Lantern series. And did you see this today? I um, did see it. Yeah. So it's been um, officially redeveloped uh, from its original story with three. It was sort of three generations of Green Lanterns. I think one was going to be uh, Hal Jordan, the other one was called Guy Gardner, so on, so on. But they're now redeveloped it, whether this is James Gunn in the new sort of bosses, I don't know, into a John Stewart-centric series. Um, John Stewart is uh, one of the other famous uh, men. He's uh, You'd call him the, the Black uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, he looks really cool. He was a Marine. He's got a really good backstory. I like this. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take this all day long. I've been like screaming out for a Green Lantern something. I have been. Well, I'm a big fan of Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, the, the the film, uh, it, it's shit. Nothing more to say. That like, even when its star makes jokes in other movies saying it's shit, no one can defend it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, I mean, it's such a cool character though. It, I really like Hal Jordan, the main um, Green Lantern. But John Stewart is so good. And just a shout out to Wayne T. Carr, who was Zack Snyder's Green Lantern. You see the image of him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Just looks brilliant. Yeah. Um, how I would envisage sort of seeing John Stewart from animation and comics or whatever, that's exactly what I would see in live action. So I hope he gets it because what a role he lost because of the bloody bosses at um, Warner Brothers at the time said, nah. Incompetent. Incompetent fools. Uh, anyway, that wraps us up for scraps. Um, I suppose next week, mm. I've got something that might tickle your fancy. I think we need to do a DCU look ahead all rumoured and confirmed movies and TV shows yeah vice versa for the MCU phase 5 as Black Panther Wakanda Forever premiere is tonight as you're listening to this reactions will be out on social media be careful of spoilers yeah um, but that ends phase 4 officially thank god thank god for that thank god yes um, so it might be worth doing a phase 5 look ahead updates on all the projects as well as a DCU What's the structure looking like with James Gunn behind the helm? Yeah. As well as all the usual news, etc. Um, sound good? Let's do it. Well, no we've, we've had a wine. We'll get a wine out again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that wraps us up here. Um, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends. And uh, if you can leave a review, that means a lot to us. Go follow us on Twitter. We're uh, hit, When you're listening to this, we would have hit 9,000 followers. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of people, a lot of people. behind us. Um, big, big giveaways coming, especially at 10K. Um, which will probably be around about the December mark just before Christmas. Uh, so please give us a follow. We love doing this. We're massive geeks. So join the conversation if you can. So yeah. goodbye from Brad. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>